seconds to go. Goudreau racing in through one of the back posts. Jab wide by Hartman, and that's going to do it. The Minnesota Wild win three games out of four this week and a huge test for Minnesota as they look to get back closer to that playoff picture. And boy, are they making a push. What a week it was for the Minnesota Wild, and what a night it was in Seattle. They blow the doors off the Kraken, especially with those five consecutive goals, and they skate to the 5-2 victory. Kevin Falmus back in St. Paul from the Bob Kurtz Radio Center out, uh, out to the uh, Climate Pledge Arena. Tom Reed is there, and uh, Tom, you are you know what? You're, you're like a fortune teller. After they go down one zip, you go, that will not be the game-winning goal in this one. I guarantee it. And like every used car salesman, your guarantees come through. It was not the game winner. Wild score five straight. What a win. Yeah, and it was a good win for Minnesota also. He's just trying to climb in the standings right now. And, of course, you look at uh, Nashville. Nashville won tonight. St. Louis lost today. So Minnesota now with 62 points. St. Louis with 62 points. Nashville with 64 points. And so it's getting tighter and tighter. It's not, is it too early to start looking at the scoreboards and so on? I don't think so. I mean, this is where it gets exciting here right now. So we'll see what happens. But uh, good effort by Minnesota. We hope that Jewel Eric's neck is going to be okay. And I think more precaution than anything else once he get hit there and he he doesn't go down very often so when he goes down you know he's not he's feeling some discomfort hopefully nothing serious what did you think of the hit borgen had to answer the bell from duhame in the final minute there um when i watched it i didn't like it he took it felt like to me he drove jewel eric's next ear into the end board and got him in a vulnerable position but what did you see on site oh yeah well i didn't like the hit either it's a, it's a dangerous hit i don't care who's you know whoever does it should be penalized for it because you're against those boards and you don't have much of a chance to protect yourself. You try and get your hands up, but you got two hands on a stick and you're trying to work it in and you get hit from behind here and you get pushed like that. It's, it's, it could be uh, you know devastating to a player. We've seen and heard of players in, in, in games past who've been you know paralyzed because of it. So I think those the, a hit like that should be at least reviewed by the league to see what they think about it as well. Yeah, that's the one uh, albatross coming out of this one. Outside of that, it was all about the Minnesota Wild. So you got plenty to choose from. Who's your catalyst of the game? Well, I think the guy who picked up four assists might be the guy in this one, Kevin. You look at Zuccarello, who was really, really good once again. And he does it in a very quiet way. But now he has sets at 39 assists on the year. He's got 50 points on the year. And he's been terrific for Minnesota. I mean, you look at the last uh, seven games he's played now. He's got, what, two goals and six assists in that stretch. And he's really kind of a, a cat for that line so often that he makes some good things. He's a very smart individual too with the puck when he gets it. He can make the plays and he and Kaprizov certainly have had a, a great time together over the, uh, the time they have spent together to get on those, uh, on those uh, combinations. No doubt about it. Uh, what a week it was. Wild grabs six out of a possible eight points with a gauntlet of a schedule. Home against the top team in hockey in Vancouver. Stub your toe against the Jets, and then I'm back to back nights. Go into Edmonton and Seattle and come out with another four points. Now they get to come home. A little home cooking, but won't be so easy. One of those beasts from the east will be in St. Paul in the Carolina Hurricanes. Yeah, that's a, that's a good hockey club. We know that. We watched them over the years, and they've got some big guys there. Of course, we'll see Brent Burns I think is the, the leader right now in games played in succession in the NHL and uh, over 800 games, but he's a, he's a horse out there. But I think a guy like him could play for another five or six years knowing the way he keeps himself in great shape, and uh, he's a fun guy to be around. So Carolina uh, is one of those teams that can certainly uh, find points in a hurry, so we'll see where Minnesota goes 
uh, how they handle it right now, but just continue to stay in that winning track and get your team playing well for a playoff competition. You guys aren't traveling until tomorrow. I understand happy hours on the horizon there before you uh, <laughs> head to bed tonight in Seattle. Just just happy the game's over and go back to the hotel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, go get them. Thanks, Tom. All right, thanks, Kevin. Tom Reed out there at Climate Pledge Arena following a 5-2 win over the Seattle Kraken. He gives his catalyst of the game to Matt Zuccarello, a four-game point streak tonight, had four assists and grabs the catalyst of the game presented by Catalyst Supply Co. Building materials and install support for the modern professional. Wild beat the Kraken 5-2. Back out to Climate Pledge Arena. Here is Joe O'Donnell. All right, thanks, Kevin. Postgame show continuing here. Joined by Marcus Johansson. Had the game-tying goal back in the first. Uh, congrats on the nice win tonight. What you like most about the victory? Uh, I don't know. I think our, I mean, obviously they scored the first shift, but uh, our response and, and we, uh, it didn't change anything. We just, you know, went back to work and, uh, yeah, I mean, it's a, just a good road game. Uh, we got, we got paid uh, paid for the work we did and then you know sometimes the goals go in and sometimes you don't but this tonight you know we got we got some good goals and, and uh, kind of gave us some some room and I think then in the third we picked it back up when we played a good third period what's it say about the growth of this team this season that an early goal against didn't phase you at all that you continue to stay with it no I mean it's, it's confidence you, you win some games and uh, we know we can score and, and all that, so uh, didn't face us, and, and that's uh, it was uh, it's a fun game. You like playing against your former teams, don't you? <laughs> yeah, it's always fun. It's always extra special, and uh, I know a lot of the guys in there. It's always fun. All right, you head home now to play Carolina. Obviously, the status of Jules Eriksson will be very important for this team moving forward, but with what you guys have built the last few games, how do you try and keep it going, even you know, home or road? What's the approach? Uh, same way. we got to play our game. We, we can't uh, get away from it. Uh, we've, we've played some really good hockey lately, and, and uh, I mean, we're getting rewarded for it, so we got to keep, keep going. Thanks for doing this. Enjoy the flight back tomorrow, and congrats on the win. Thank you very much. Marcus Johansson outside the Wild dressing room. Minnesota picks up the victory tonight in Seattle. Back to you, Kevin. Thank you, Joe. Joe O'Donnell out there at Climate Pledge Arena with Marcus Johansson. Tonight delivers his ninth of the season, tied the game 459 into the contest, and the Wild were off like a dirty diaper from that point forward. 5-2, they take down the crack, and let's pause a seconds for station identification. You're listening to Wild Hockey, presented by Excel Energy. For joining us in the post-game show, JoJo gets a gift certificate down to Tom Reed's Hockey City Pub, where it might be 10 o'clock out there on the West Coast here. It's a closing in on midnight, but it's always a good time for happy hour down at Tom Reed's Hockey City Pub. A break, and then we'll continue to wrap things up here on a Saturday night in Seattle. This is Wild Hockey, presented by XL Energy. Well, a good victory, no doubt about that, out there at Climate Pledge Arena while taking on the Kraken in dead competition there in the Western Conference. Both teams, in the worst way possible, need points to scramble into the top eight. Separated by just one point into this contest, 
it started off on a very ominous note when Vince Dunn scored just 36 seconds into the contest, wild in a 1-0 hole there on enemy ice. But what did the Wild do? Well, they respond with a couple of quick ones in the first period. Johansson with his ninth of the year, followed by Kaprizov. Five on three, delivers his 25th of the season. Tenth on the power play, 13-32 of period number one. Wilder off and rolling, got their first lead of the hockey game. But we go into the second period, just 69 seconds into the middle frame. It's a nice one for Matt Boldy, and he gets the Toyota shift of the game. Hurried along, Kaprizov. Down low, left circle, Boldy cutting to his backhand. He scores! Matt Boldy with a beautiful move in tight. It's a power play goal. And early in the second, the Wild have a 3-1 lead. Well, he does it again. Matt Boldy is, I mean, he's a star right now. He is shining bright. Matt Boldy, 109 into the second, cuts to the backhand, gets around Borgen, and then goes top shelf over Decor's shoulder from the slot. It's the eventual game winner, his 23rd of the season. It comes on the power play, and it's the Toyota shift of the game, presented by Toyota, official vehicle of the Minnesota Wild. Wild skate to the 5-2 victory, and now... Sit there with 62 points in the Western Conference standings. What's that mean? We'll get to that and more next. This is Wild Hockey presented by XL Energy. Lucarello hustles to it. Now Johansson right circle of shot. He scores! Marcus Johansson beats Joey DeCord. And the Wild with a good shift in the offensive zone. They find Pater and the equalizer from Johansson. Just under five minutes in. First goal in 11 games for JoJo. Last goal in for the Wild. The four Johansson came back on January 23rd. Scores his first goal of February. It's a big one. Pulls the game even. 4.59 into the contest from Zuccarello and Middleton. And then the Wild go five on three. They've had plenty of, of practice with a five-on-three advantage, right? They got a ton of work on Monday, President's Day, against the Vancouver Canucks. Four of them, right, on that night. I think they scored on two or three of them. Well, tonight they do it again. Duparel to Kaprizov, try to jam play. He scores! It works again! Kaprizov, a power play goal, and the Wild have a 2-1 lead. I mean, that's just vintage Kaprizov and Zuccarello playing catch behind the net. Decord looks to his left. Okay, what are you doing? Looks to his right. What are you doing? Back and forth, back and forth. They go finally. Kaprizov says, yes, that's enough. And he throws it in the short side, tucks it home, and delivers his 25th of the season. Yes, it's a five-on-three power play goal. Tenth power play goal of the season for Kirill Kaprizov. 13-32 of the first. The Wild have their first lead of the hockey game. They go to the second, and that, of course, is where you get the Toyota shift of the game from Matt Boldy. Delivers his 23rd of the season. Comes on the power play from Kaprizov and Zuccarello. 69 seconds into the second. The Wild are up 3-1. Then 65 seconds later, Kaprizov does it again, but this time with no aid from Max Zuccarello. Kaprizov starts in. He scores! Kaprizov off the rush. Four down! His second of the game, and the Wild have four unanswered in Seattle. It's 4-1 Minnesota. Just blows down the left wing and zips a wrister past the cords. Blocker, he takes it from the left dot. 26th of the season, second of the night. Eck and Faber will get the assist. 2-14 of the second, the Wilder up 4-1. That means Decord is yanked from the game. In comes Philip Grubauer. He lets one in for Dakota Mermis. That makes it 5-1. The Kraken score in the third to cut the lead to three. That's as close as they can get. Wild skate to the 5-2 lead, but now the big question mark is the stat. 
status of Jules Eriksenek. Left the game with what we'll assume is an upper body injury, driven face first into the end boards by Will Borgen. And now we all hold our collective breath to find out what's going on with Jules Eriksenek, the centerpiece of that top line and a guy that's been red hot for the better part of a month and a central figure in this lineup for the last two, three years, to say the least. So hopefully they get that figured out. Hopefully Jules Eriksenek is no worse for the wear because whatever the wild hopes and dreams are for this season, number 14 is a big part of the, the master plan. Big win for the Wild tonight. They get their 28th win of the season. They've now got 62 points. They're right there on the cusp of the top eight in the Western Conference. They go 2-1-0 on the road trip. 7-1-1 in their last nine overall. 10-3-1 in their last 14. That's 21 out of a possible 28 points dating back to that trip to Florida. They've also won six of their last seven on the road against Seattle. They go 2-0 on the season series, winning both games up there in Seattle. Marc-Andre Fleury will get the victory. 29 saves as he moves to 12, 10, and 3. That's a game recap of everything and anything from this night as the Wilds skate into Seattle and beat the Kraken 5-2 in front of 17,151 from Climate Pledge Arena. I guess we'll take a break. I was thinking we might have John Hines here in a matter of moments, but since we're still waiting for him from Seattle, maybe we'll uh, skip off the break and then get him to you when we continue. The minute I throw, I know that he's going to be ready. So I'm going to try to tap dance just a couple of moments more. But what a huge victory it was for the Wild. When you look at that out-of-town scoreboard, that's what uh, kills you because everyone you want to lose continues to win outside of the St. Louis Blues. They go into Detroit tonight and get hammered 6-1. That was actually early today. I think that was at noon here in the central time zone. Meanwhile, the Nashville Predators go into San Jose and double up the Sharks 4-2. The Flames double up the Oilers 6-3 in Edmonton. Tough times right now for the Oilers, including out there at Rogers Place. Avalanche lost tonight as well. That doesn't have really any bearing. Ducks and Kings, they're not at a two apiece. They're on their way into overtime. Quick break, then John Hines. This is Wild Hockey presented by XL Energy. Superello cutting around behind the net of Grubauer. He'll throw it up top. Mervis has a lead. Took a shot. He scores! Dakota Mervis with traffic in front. Dakota Mermis takes the uh, awesome pass from Matt Zuccarello. Mermis pinching down from the right point, delivers the zips one over the, the glove of... I think that one must have been over... Was that after? Yeah, I think that was after... Uh, What's-his-face? The cord got pulled. In comes Grubauer. Regardless, Mermis gets his third of the season. Zuccarello gets his fourth helper of the night. Dewar the other assist. 6.58 of the second. That caps the scoring. Wild skate pass the Kraken. 5-2. How about these stats? We talk about Jules Eriksson and fingers crossed for this guy because he's been in the centerpiece of a top line that's been on fire. Kaprizov. Uh, two goals and an assist tonight. Boldy had a goal. Jules Eriksson had an assist. So those three guys in combination over the last eight games, 21 goals and 47 points. Seriously? And now you can say five game winners. Three of them for Matt Boldy, two of them for Kirill Kaprizov. That line has been dominant. Not just good, they've been dominant. One of the best lines in the NHL since they've been thrown together over the course of the last eight games. Again, I repeat, 21 goals and 47 points 
in the last eight games. It's been ridiculous, but it's been fun, and it's part of the reason why the Wild are still alive in the playoff chase in the Western Conference. We'll try to squeeze in John Hines, and then we'll wrap things up on a Saturday night. This is Wild Hockey, presented by XL Energy. Wild beat the Kraken 5-2. Let's join the head coach of the Minnesota Wild, John Hines, in progress. Coach, what a week for your hockey team. Uh, four daunting games. You went three out of four. What did you learn? Uh, just I think we're playing you know, a, good, uh, a good style of hockey, and we've been committed to it uh, for the most part. And I think the you know, belief from the players of playing the game that gives us the best chance to win and recognizing what that is, but then also committing to it has been a big difference for us. Do you have an update on Eric Snap? Uh, he should be good. I don't. I don't see anything, uh, you know, moving forward there. With Kaprizov and Zuccarello, obviously their chemistry has been years that we've seen them be dynamic five on five. Um, they show it now on the power play. Are you at all tempted to reunite them five on five, or is that just better for the team's overall depth and balance that they're on separate lines doing their own thing right now? Uh, well, you know, they certainly have chemistry, I think, obviously, on the uh, the power play and then when they play together five on five. But I think when you look at, um, you know, how X-Lines played and, and Kirill with that group has been a really strong, uh, strong guys. But, we, you know, we have some... We have some runway here where there's, you know, lots of games come up in, a, in basically a short amount of time. So uh, it doesn't say that they won't be back together. But I think right now you gotta you got to go with kind of what's in front of you and, and how guys are playing. And um, just, you know, to me, with the two of them, to have them perform the way that they have and they are, and certainly they did tonight, is a difference maker for our team. Execution aside, what else was different with the power play? Well, I think it was more attacking. Our, you know, our entries were good. I thought the volume of chances we had were were strong, and that's you know, our the power play has done a really good job. I think sometimes if we have an off night, there's usually a, a, a good response uh, right away. And I think uh, Kinger does a great job with that group. But that those ten guys, um, you know, they're hungry to score, but I think that they have good chemistry. And the work habits are usually good, and tonight they were. Did you like the way your team reacted after that very early goal against? It was a good reaction. I mean, you know, we came in and, uh, you know, I thought Seattle came out pretty hard. Obviously got the goal and then it's sometimes on the road. It's difficult because it gets the crowd into the game. But I thought our response in our team game was strong. And Johansson's goal was a big one for us to get that response right away. And then I thought uh, from there we were able to get our footing a little bit and, and move forward. Talk about timely saves for a goalie. How about that shorthand breakaway in the first period? Like Flurry there. That, kind of that was a big one. I, you know, I think that uh, you know Flurry was was very good tonight. He made key saves at key times. I thought uh, Gus was the same way last night. And you know that's the that's the type of goaltending that you need if you're going to win down the stretch. And and the type of goaltending that will allow you if your team continues to perform the right way. To, to make a strong push to get in. I know every player has a role and it's a team game, but when you have your top players playing with that hard skill, like you mentioned, how much does it lead to the other guys kind of build over their confidence too? And the top guys leading the way. Yeah, it's important. I mean, the guys that, you know, if, if you look around the league and the teams that win and how you have to win is the players that play the most minutes, which usually are your, uh, your, your top players or your highest paid players or ho- however you want to phrase what it is when they can drive a team and they're playing the game the right way and they're difference makers in the game you know that's the that that's a, a, a pretty good quality to have a with a winning team 
So let's wrap things up and get ready for a brief trip home to St. Paul. We're in March Madness here at XL Energy Center, so there's not a lot of time for home games at present time. So you get make the most of what you can, and that includes Tuesday when the Wild host the Carolina Hurricanes live from XL Energy Center in downtown St. Paul. That should be a blast, right? The Canes fell 2-1 to the Stars earlier today. That stopped a four-game winning streak for them. The Wild won the first matchup in Carolina on January 21st. 5-2 was the final. Kaprizov had the hat trick on that night, and Philip Gustafson made 40 saves victory. But the Wild are 7-0-2, their last nine against the Canes in St. Paul, their last loss in regulation to the Carolina Hurricanes in the capital city of the state of hockey, March 17th, 2012. Wild and Canes pregame at 6.45 on Tuesday night. Puck drops just after 7 o'clock on most of these same stations. Special thanks to Alexis Pearson, Jackson Rebel, and Aaron Sickman. For Joe O'Donnell and Tom Reed, I'm Kevin Falmus. Enjoy your weekend. We'll talk to you Tuesday from St. Paul's. The Wild hosts the Carolina Hurricanes exclusively on the Minnesota Wild Radio Network. You've been listening to Minnesota Wild Hockey. Are you kidding me? Join us next time, right here, for more Wild Hockey action. Wild Hockey is an exclusive presentation of the Minnesota Wild, the National Hockey League, and the Minnesota Wild Radio Network.